0: I thought I'd lead tonight with a uh, recap of the Black Lives Matter investigations that we've done here on BillOReilly.com. It is amazing, and I'll, I'll analyze this in a final thought, that all of the major news organizations have stayed away from really trying to find out what the Black Lives Matter organization really is. Now, why? It's a huge story. BLM has taken on an enormous influence. Everybody knows there's a difference between the slogan and the foundation. All right. Um, The official name is the Black Lives Matter National Foundation. All right. Um, And it is a organization that has millions and millions of dollars at its disposal. Okay, so there are three co-founders, Alicia Garza, Patrice Cullors, and Opal Tometi. They're all self-proclaimed Marxists. They don't hide. The quote is, myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers, we are trained Marxists, we are super-versed on ideological theories. That's from Patrice Cullors in an interview with the Real News Network, whatever that is. So they're Marxists, the three of them, and they are the founders. Now, they have named for tax purposes their organization, the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. What a mouthful. The Gla- Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, incorporated in Delaware in November 2016. OK, they are not tax exempt right now. They have applied for it, saying they're a non This is according to PolitiFact and ABC News. So people who donate to Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation shouldn't receive a tax write-off on their uh, IRS submissions, but they do. Why do they? Because Black Lives Matter, in an amazingly shrewd move has allied with an organization called Thousand Currents, Thousand Currents, based in Oakland. ThousandCurrents.org, if you want to check them out. Anyway, Thousand Currents is fiscally sponsoring the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, fiscally sponsoring them, And in a loophole of the tax law, that allows anyone who wants to give Black Lives Matter money a tax write-off. Isn't that shrewd? I didn't know about this. You didn't know about this because it's never been reported anywhere but here. Okay? It's unbelievable. In addition, in addition, okay, our investigation shows from the statement of 1,000 Currents, they have to put out a financial statement. That 71% of all the millions donated to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation, 71% of it, goes to either salaries, benefits, or consultants. And consultants can be your mom. Can be anybody you want it to be. 71%. (laughs) So, it's not like they're using the money to help anybody, They're all living large off this. And finally, uh, according to the Washington Times, and we believe the report, George Soros has donated more than $33 million to Black Lives Matter movement since 2016. Now, I wanted to go over it in a nutshell. Five minutes, you got it. Why isn't this being reported in other places? I'll tell you at the end of the program. So the Marxist mayor of New York City, de Blasio, is going to uh, spend tax dollars on a mural, street mural, outside the Trump Tower that says Black Lives Matter. Isn't that nice? All right? So seven Black Lives Matter painted murals, it's gonna cost the city, what, 100000 I'm going to be painted all around the city. I don't want that, but that's what's going to happen. Okay? Isn't that nice? Last night on Fox News, the chief of the Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, so each city has a local chieftain. This guy's name is Hawk Newsom. Here's what he said I said, if this country. if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will
1: burn down this system and replace it. All right? And I could be speaking fiz- fid- uh, figuratively, okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation.
0: Now, sounds violent to me, even figuratively. Sounds violent. Sounds like insurrection. We don't get what we want, it'll burn it down. So, there is a law against insurrection, a federal law. Let me read it to you Quote: Whoever incites, sets on foot, assists, or engages in any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States or the laws thereof, or gives aid or comfort thereto, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 10 years. So, what Hawk Newsom said could be prosecuted. Now, in New York, you'd lose because the judges aren't going to enforce the law here. I shouldn't say that. That's not fair. The system here doesn't want to enforce the law, okay? The federal system may be a little bit different. So there is a federal law, there is a harsh punishment if you participate in an insurrection. And by saying we're going to burn it down or destroying public property, monuments, whatever, that's an insurrection. By any definition. So let me give you some examples. We've had this before in the United States. In 1794, under the presidency of George Washington, there was the Whiskey Rebellion in Western Pennsylvania. You might have heard about it, but you, they don't teach history in public schools, so you probably don't know about it. So what happened was that the Washington administration needed money, all right, and it taxed whiskey because colonists like whiskey. There were Americans now, but our tradition is, you know, booze is been popular in the United States. So they put a tax on whiskey. And uh, in western Pennsylvania, uh, people attacked, physically attacked, the federal tax collectors. That was an insurrection. So George Washington ordered the army, put it down, and they did. That was the end of the Whiskey Rebellion. Firing on Fort Sumter, you all know that, outside of Charleston, South Carolina, that started the Civil War. That was an insurrection. Rebel forces, Confederate forces bombarded the fort, bang, war is on. 1968, race riots and riots at the Democratic National Convention in Chicago. That was an insurrection. And you ought to look that up because that was a lot worse than what's happening now. And I uh, covered that to some degree as a very young reporter. And now 2020, the George Floyd protests, you can say that some of it is an insurrection. Now, private citizens um, don't have any power, so you and I don't have any power, to call up the police and say, there's somebody doing insurrection. We can't do that. Has to be a federal investigation, and then charges could be lodged, but they very rarely are. In the Whiskey Rebellion, not, not too many people were punished, okay? And same thing on uh, the 68 race riots. They hauled them in, and, but not a lot happened. So we are in the middle of, a, I'd say, a mini-insurrection, because most people aren't participating. And I'll put forth that most people, most Americans, hate this. They despise these insurrectionists. They don't like Hawk Newsome and his hat, telling us he's going to burn things down if he doesn't get his way. Most Americans don't like that, of all colors, okay? So uh, now the Trump administration has ordered the U.S. Marshals, which I said, you'll remember, last week, should have been moved into Seattle. But anyway, U.S. Marshals have been ordered to protect all the federal monuments in the country and arrest anybody trying to vandalize or deface them. Good. The marshals' uh, assistant director, Andrew Smith, says that his agency has been prepared to provide federal law enforcement to support the national monuments. Good. Good. Um, The marshals are a good outfit. Donald Trump is formulating in his mind and his campaign people how to harness this in his re-election campaign. Here's what he said yesterday the FBI is uh, investigating hundreds of people throughout the country for what they've done to monuments, statues, and even buildings. So we have very strong laws already on the books. And we have a law that's 10 years. It's 10 years. That's a long time to have fun one night. I think many of the people that are knocking down these statues don't even have any idea what the statue is, what it means, who it is. When they knock down Grant, when they want to knock down Grant, but when they Look at certain. Now they're looking at Jesus Christ. They're looking at George Washington. They're looking at Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Well, we'll see. It's easy to say that for any politician, including President Trump. We'll see. But so far, we haven't had any federal charges about insurrection or monument defacement that I know of. Now, there have been people arrested on a local level. But the locals are just gonna kick them out. They're not gonna do anything. So if there has been a federal charge, then I'd like to know about it, because I don't know about it right now, okay? That's the key to this whole thing. Now, remember, if a protester, any protester, crosses state lines with a weapon Or anything that can be used as a weapon. That's a rock, a bottle, empty bottle. Okay? That's a federal crime. Now, I told you earlier that the FBI has infiltrated various insurrectionist groups, like Antifa. Now, Black Lives Matter, that's a little bit different, because the movement, all right, is one thing, the foundation is one thing, and then the people, Marching under the banner is another thing. So you can march under Black Lives Matter banner and not be part of their official movement. And that's what Black Lives Matter Foundation wants. They want people to be confused. But I know that federal agents are looking into people crossing state lines to loot and burn and do things like that. But it, unless people are prosecuted and arrested and then paraded out in a perp walk, all this rhetoric doesn't mean anything. So I don't want to be a provocateur here. But as an American citizen, I want to see some arrests and some charges. Because certainly damage has been done. Right? Seeing the check engine light turned on can give you anxiety not knowing what the issue is, how urgent, or how much it could cost. But with Car Shield, I don't have to worry about that. CarShield is America's number one auto protection provider. CarShield offers a variety of protection plans that can save you thousands of dollars. You can even have the freedom to choose your favorite mechanic or dealership. Even if your car breaks down while you're traveling, the choice of a repair shop is up to you. Plus, there's no long-term contract or commitment. Payments are flexible, and CarShield plans are customized to your needs. I used to dread car repairs, but with CarShield, I have peace of mind. Get covered today. See why CarShield cars go farther. Please call 800-665-2157, mention code BILL, or visit carshieldoneword.com, and use code BILL to save 10%. That's carshield.com, code BILL, a deductible may apply. All right, let's bring in Dr. Rashad Ritchie from Atlanta, Georgia. Now, he's an interesting guy, the doctor. He does a, show, a talk show on radio, 7 to 10, on uh, News Talk 1380 WAOK. He's voted best talk show host in Atlanta. Um, and he's not a crazy left-wing bomb thrower. He's more of an analytical guy, um, sympathetic to um, the African-American cause, of course. All right. So, so far, doctor, you've listened to me bloviate now for about 13 minutes. And I actually cut it short because you're on. I I could have gone 20. I appreciate that, Bill. Thank you. (laughs) Did I say anything wrong?
1: Yeah, about 80 percent of what you said was incorrect. So let's go back to be specific. Yeah, I am. I'm going to be very specific. Let's go back to what Black Lives Matter as an organization stands for. Uh, the 20% that I give you, Bill, is the fact that you're right. Black Lives Matter as an organization is different than Black Lives Matter as a movement and also as a campaign slogan to bring attention to the atrocities visited upon, visited upon Black folk uh, by way of what they call and we call state-sanctioned violence. So let's go back to the org- organization. If you go to their website, they have a Who Are We page, blacklivesmatter.com. And on that page, you will find absolutely none of what you just said is part of their platform. What you will find with local chapters and also those who are very vocal about the Black Lives Matter movement, they are for elements like free college, reparations, which by the way, they're not fringe elements of the conversation. These are elements within the uh, context of progressive politics in the United States of America. And I think when we start to contextualize Black Lives Matter as a separatist organization, we lose the effect of this reality. They are American citizens first. So while we may disagree with their political ideology and their methodology for allocation of wealth and resources, we must remember that they are nonviolent at their core They are pro-America and they are also pro-black folk. I want to read something from their website.
0: If you go, look, the Black Lives Matter website is propaganda. If you go to the Chicago Black Lives Matter website, they clearly spell out- But that's not the national organization. All right, all right, all right. If you go to the Chicago Black Lives Matter website, they clearly spell out they want to do away with capitalism, they want to do away with the police, They want to do away with all. But here is the thing that you think about. Did you see one statement coming out of the Black Lives Matter National Organization? Remember, this is a loosely, these are coalitions here. There isn't a headquarters in Washington. There isn't one central president like the NAACP. Did you see one statement coming out of any Black Lives Matter precinct that condemned the looters and the arson? Did you see any?
1: Yeah, I didn't read anything from a Black Lives Matter website, but I did see members of Black Lives Matter. Hold on, Bill. Bill, Bill, you asked me a question. You asked me a question. And here's the answer to that question. Right here in the city of Atlanta, Georgia, we had Black Lives Matter protests, rallies, the whole nine. Right here in this city, I can provide video to your producers after this interview, members of Black Lives Matter condemned looting, And they condemned those who were not peacefully protesting at major rallies that were caught on local news right here in Atlanta, Georgia. So while you're talking about the Chicago chapter and we're arguing if the Chicago chapter is somehow indicative of the national chapter, what I'm telling you is that based on what we can actually research and find, the members of Black Lives Matter, they are still pro- American and pro-societal change, and they are citizens of this country. And I think we're losing that conversation. You can't let that conversation get away from you. Bill. All right,
0: I believe that Black Lives Matter is a radical left organization and being supported by other radical left organizations. That's what I believe. I was challenge. You, I will challenge you to come up with mm-hmm. one statement from a Black Lives Matter official that condemned. The fires and the looting—you will not find one. It does not exist. Well, let's go Individual back to what members Black are Black is in. Look, there is- were Black Panther members that said we don't like the murders that some of our people committed. There were, but there wasn't a repudiation of violence by Huey Newton or Elwidge Cleaver or any of the others. There wasn't, which is why the organization ultimately disbanded. Now let's let's. Let's go back. Before you move to that next point, Bill, let's okay. go.
1: Let's finish this one, okay? Um, I also didn't hear uh, any repudiation of looting or stealing from multiple groups, groups that aren't just black cause organizations or black cause groups. I didn't hear uh, individuals speaking out against the death of unarmed black men and women that were part of some of these uh, more pro patriot organizations. So while
0: you may point to the silence. Well, I don't know. The White House, from the White House on down, matter. Doctor repudiated that in very stark well, One, terms. they did it one time with
1: George Floyd, and they mishandled that supremely. You would have to agree that even the president of the United States has been unable to bring this country together under but a racial you, pandemic. Barack,
0: Barack Obama couldn't either If you in the aftermath of Ferguson and Baltimore. He couldn't either. So I don't think that's possible. There's too much emotion and passion. But let's advance the conversation now. Do you
1: think Trump handled this properly?
0: Do you, as as a successful Mm African-American, do you, okay, do you believe, doctor, that African-Americans should get direct payments from the federal government for their lifetimes?
1: Hell yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. As a a
0: way for reparations and recorrection for slavery. There you go. Okay, so you believe that. Do you Mm -hmm. believe... That based on skin color, African Americans should get free healthcare.
1: I don't think it's just based on skin color. Let's go back to what the no, matrix no, 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 is. No, no,
0: no, no. no, I'm going to answer you the question. Want free, Bill, the way do you I'm want gonna free? Do you want free healthcare?
1: Question. Free healthcare for African Americans. Bill, you're not going to frame the debate with me. I will answer the question if you allow me to. Go ahead. Okay. So here's my answer to that question. It's not just skin color. It's lineage. Lineage. That's why the movement and Senate Bill 1083 and House Bill. Uh, 40, the movement is about those who are descendants of slaves in America, which means it's not just about skin color, right? That's what the bill says. The bill is not about skin color. The bill is is about lineage.
0: Lineage to slavery. All right. So do you believe Mm -hmm. that anyone whose ancestors were enslaved should get free health care?
1: I believe they should have a package of reparations. What that looks like could be different based on the assessment. And that's why HR right. 40 so is payment, a good bill to study. healthy healthcare, well.
0: free education, free college education, open admissions to any college. Would you support that?
1: Well, I support the conversation of reparations. I don't have all of the numbers of what but that doctor, means. That's you're why a there's are a smart guy. You, the know, these yeah, I'm you know these things. you i these things have been floated That's why around. I'm not giving you specific numbers. Yeah, it's been floating around, but the United States of America. But do you believe it? Do you think it's fair? We have given reparations to Japanese. We have given reparations to the Native American. We have somehow skipped. Doctor, I want to know what
0: think you slavery. think is fair. I don't care I about the broad thing.
1: I just told you what I think. Reparations is not only a but proper conversation to
0: have, it is a proper thing to do. All right. So payments, free health, free college, open college admissions to any lineage to slavery.
1: Yeah, let's go back to uh, free health care. Uh, I'm actually for free health care. And I'm for a college carve out for those who are descendants of slaves based on a reparation study. All I'm, right. I'm for that. And, and let me tell you why I'm for that. I'm for that because the wealth aspect of this nation was um, in perils based on what happened for uh, two uh, blacks who gave free labor to white slave owners in this country. There was a generational wealth I certainly disconnect.
0: understand the rationale for the demands. But I will tell you, in my humble opinion, and you should know that my ancestors came from Ireland, where their very humble farm, two acres, was seized by the crown in London, forcing them off the land where they starved. And two 16-year-old boys had to be put on a death ship and sent from Galway to Brooklyn. All right. That's what happened to my ancestors. Now, well, your ancestors
1: should get reparations from that well, government. Well, they're
0: not going to get a- and reparations, okay? And neither are African Americans. That's not going to happen. And the reason it's not going to happen is because once you start down that road of mm-hmm. historical justification for wrongs, it never ends. But more importantly, and I know you're gonna, you've considered this point, you may not agree with it, but I know you've considered it. If you do this, you divide Americans. And you can say lineage, you can say them, but you divide them by skin color. You have a specialized group that is now getting money from the taxpayers, all of the taxpayers, for historical injustices. Mm-hmm. The, the current taxpayer may have lost ancestors fighting for the freedom of slaves. They may have lost ancestors doing all kinds of positive things. Not going to go for it, Doc. You're going to divide the nation and you're going to create more racial animus. Let me respond to that. Sure.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Nobody said that when the reparations for Japanese were on the table, for the Japanese were on the table, they actually gave the Japanese reparations. We gave reparations to the Native American. We also have given reparations uh, to those who were affected, impacted by the Holocaust, and we didn't even do that. Okay, we gave reparations because we were complicit by way of silence and allowance. So when we talk about reparations, remember, the American government is actually for reparations based on its historical connection to give reparations to all of these other groups. So, no, it did not divide America then and it would not divide America now. And I disagree with you on your conclusion that it would further separate the uh, men and women who are Americans currently. And here's why. The reason why you have much of the racial disparity and divide and conflict is because of the great disparity in economic realities between the various groups. And it just so happens to connect with skin color and also living conditions. If you are able to lessen that divide, you also strengthen the connection of all of these racial elements within the United States. The great sin of this country was the introduction Of slavery, state-sanctioned, government-protected slavery, and until this nation is able to address that, answer it, appropriate appropriately allocate resources that should have been there in the first place, you will always have this separation between the races and cultures that you have today.
0: Nick, it's very possible, but the majority of Americans do not see it your way. They don't want to pay for his. But it's inching up. It's inching up. It, well, it's, 40, it's 40 plus I'll percent now. What. It used to be 18 percent is inching up. I appreciate you coming on and after our, and I hope you'll come back. And after our conversation, Absolutely. I'm going to tell you why the inching up is going to stop and stop soon. There's going to be a tremendous backlash. I'll make a bet
1: with you on that one.
0: Well, look, I don't want bad things to happen in this country, so I would never bet on anything that might be bad. But I will tell you, the defund police major mistake on the left's part. The Bill, can we talk about that just for one minute? In, the anarchy in Seattle. Made the defund your mistake.
1: police. The defund police is a good movement because it doesn't mean to eliminate the police budget. That's not what that movement means. Maybe you defund think it's police good. Is a but re, no, sir. Every this is poll. what it is. Let me explain what it means. Just let me explain what it means, Bill. Real. That's quick. all I'm asking. All right. Okay, real quick. The defunding police movement is not taking away the budget of police and is not eliminating the police force. That would be insane. Defunding police means reimagine what policing is. If you have a city that's spending one third to one half of their entire budget on hiring police, that means your city is failing you because they are reacting to crime rather than spending that budget or a chunk of that budget on the conditions that lead to that crime, such as mental health disorders, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and poverty. That is what defund the police means. It doesn't mean take all the money away. It means to reprioritize the budget so that you can address the underlying conditions that lead social, to criminality
0: in the first place. There are money, there is money budgeted for that. In fact, in New York City, we had we a billion dollars squandered on a social program to uh, improve education, didn't do anything. So I don't think you tie in police money with social money. Well, that's a
1: microcosm, and that should not apply to the rest of the world. If they got
0: it wrong, they got it wrong. We appreciate it. Good debate. And uh, we'll talk with you soon, okay? Thank you, Bill. All right. If you have been using your credit card lately to make ends meet, all of that debt can add up, especially with interest rates as high as 19%. Your best bet? Consolidate the debt into one low-interest credit card consolidation loan from my friends at Lightstream. Lightstream's fixed-rate credit card consolidation loan started 5.95% APR with auto pay and excellent credit. Get a loan custom-made to meet your needs from $5,000 to $100,000 with absolutely no fees. The process is quick, easy, and you can get your money almost instantly. My listeners can save even more with an additional interest rate discount. The only way to get that discount is to go to lightstream.com slash bill. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash bill. Subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.50 auto pay discount. Lowest rate requires excellent credit. Terms and conditions apply. Offers are subject to change. Visit lightstream.com slash bill for more information. Defund the police? Hey, how's that working? Bill de Blasio, you moron, roll him. Uh, This means, we know when there's shootings, they beget more shootings. We understand retaliation, we understand gang dynamics. And I've heard from a lot of community leaders that they're increasingly concerned. So as we try to make sense of all the important issues that have to be addressed in this budget, I think, Marsha, it's really important to remember, job one is always to keep people safe. Sure it is. Job one. You, de Blasio, in office seven years, haven't solved one problem. Not one. I was on with Mark Simone, the uh, New York uh, talker, today. And you ought to listen to that conversation. I asked Simone, who knows New York as well as anybody, give me one problem Mayor de Blasio has solved in seven years. No, we, there aren't any. He's made everything worse, and now he and Dermot Shea, the police commissioner, who's going to be out of there soon because the cops won't work for him, they disband the street crimes unit. We talked about it yesterday. Why? There's no reason to. They were the undercover detectives in the violent neighborhoods that stopped the violence before it started. They saw the gangbangers coming out with the guns and nailed them before they could shoot anybody. They're gone. And you wonder why crime's up 358% in a year? Well, but job one is protecting people. It is... I have never, in 46 years of reporting and analyzing the news, seen a more incompetent individual in public service than Bill de Blasio. Not only is he a Marxist, he is flat-out stupid. He is a dumb man. And New Yorkers elected him. Only 27% voted. I can't vote in New York City because I don't live there. I live in another county, okay? But he's there for seven years. He's got one more year to raise the, the crime rate a thousand percent. So defund the police means bodies in the street, in the minority neighborhoods, Black Lives Matter. Do we all get it? Well, I'll tell you a guy who does get it. former football great Herschel Walker. He tweeted on June 17th, quote, I have an idea for all these people who don't want any police. I'd love to meet with American Airlines, Delta, Southwest, and make a deal to fly them to countries that don't have police. I want them to be happy, unquote. Herschel Walker joins us now from Dallas, Texas. So you are at odds with many African Americans who support the defund the police movement. How did that happen?
2: Well, it, it happened through truth. Uh, truth is, this country was built on laws. And do, uh, do we have a long ways to go? Yes, we do, but uh, do we do it this way? No, we don't. And I believe, in, I believe in the police. I believe in the laws. And I think my father, who was uh, born in the South uh, with racism, told his kids to uh, respect the police but also educated his kids to uh, go out and become lawyers and doctors. And, and you change things within the system. You don't go out and fight the system because who uh, live by the sword would definitely die by the sword.
0: Okay. Now, in your life, you have been fabulously successful. And it has been because of your talent and hard work. University of Georgia, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, you're a football legend. But before you got there, when you were a younger person, a kid, did the cops hassle you?
2: Well, they didn't hassle me uh, when I was a little kid. They hassled my, my father. But uh, today, you know, I have some police officers that may hassle me. And, uh, but that, that, that that's only a few. And that's why I, uh, I support the police, because, you know, they're bad everywhere. And, you know, 99.9% of the police are very good people. They are out defending this country. I support the military. I support the flag. And what's sad is uh, because I disagree with some of my African-American friends and some of my Caucasian friends today, I've been called a name. I've been called all this. And I'm saying that's what's so beautiful about America is I have a right to choose. But they want to take that right from me.
0: No, they want to I, demonize you if you disagree with them. Now, your yeah. dad, you said your dad was hassled, yes. all right? How yes. did he handle that, and what did he say to you about it? Well, he had
2: four boys and three girls. He got a bunch of grandkids today, and he told us to be respectful, but he also educated us to say yes, sir, and, no, sir, and uh, you know, obey the law. And, you know, and he always said, let me do the, the dirty work. Let him handle the dirty work. And, and what I mean by that is I wanted to be a police officer. You know, a lot of people don't know I wanted to go to the FBI. I spent a little time at the academy there in Quantico just training, and I spent some time at the police academy doing some different things. And, and defunding the police was a terrible idea. Maybe they didn't mean defunding the police. And, uh, they may have meant something else. But my thing is I want most people that is unhappy with the United States to go to a country that has no no laws, that do or uh, has a police department that is ran by the government that I want them to be happy because this is the United States of America. And I think we we gotta uh, remember that. You know, I am sad that they're destroying all these monuments, these you know, most of the young kids today don't even know what those monument monuments are. They don't even know what they stood for. You know, I asked some of the kids, you know, do you know about the Civil War? And they know the South and the North fought and all. They don't really know a lot of this. And, you know, all this racism, I tell you, one of the worst racist thing I ever heard. And I know about racism because I grew up there. One of the worst racist thing I've ever heard is I heard uh, Senator Kamala Harris call Joe Biden a racist in a debate. And the next thing I knew is then uh, she going to be his running mate as vice president because he now thinks he should uh, elect a black woman to be his running mate. I think that's racist because uh, why don't you elect someone that is great for the job? Don't put no one in because they're black. Or, uh, that's the problem we have today. You, uh, you win things by the merit of who you are, not by the color of your skin. And that's what I preach all the time. People don't want to hear it. We've come a long ways. You know, I heard a debate the other day with, uh, with my great Miss Owens, and people asked her, why do you like that statement, President Trump made make America great again? And they said, oh, why? Did he like what the way it was years ago? And I'm like, that's not what the statement means. Make America great again means that it's better than it was during my Martin Luther King days. It's better than it was during my father days. It is even better when I was a little boy. It's better today than it was when I was a little boy. And it's up to me to make it even better for my kids. You know, will I ever see totally, totally equality? No, I may not. But I'm going to strive to get it.
0: Well, if you, you compare us to, to most of the other countries in the world. Um, we certainly compete on trying. Yes. Most Americans are trying. You're always going to have bad people. I we admire your father, by we the way. Have great people here. Yeah, yeah, I know. We have
2: wonderful people here, and everybody's trying, and and it's sad that now uh, because you try and you don't,
0: people don't like what you say. You call a racist, so everybody get all I nervous know. about that. But word. don't worry about That's that, word. Herschel. It is the important. Absolutely- the important people respect you. Always remember, the important people respect you. The gutter and, snipes... Okay, you, know,
2: don't care. you know, this. This was a funny beer. I honestly don't care because the truth hurts. Because, yeah, you know, I'm a Christian, you know, and I'm not telling anyone who to believe in. I love the Lord Jesus. But people would take the Bible and, and interpret out of the Bible what they want to interpret because they want to be happy. They want to be happy with whatever they're doing. But I said, the truth is the truth, whether you like it or not. You know, one of the things that I like about this president today, and people said, what are you? You know, I've known President Trump. You know, I've known him since 1980.
0: he yeah, played for him when he owned the New Jersey Generals.
2: Was, he was my first boss. He's, my, he's one of my best friends. I've known him forever. But one thing I know about him, this man helped fund the historical black colleges when people that's been in the Senate, Joe Biden has been uh, in the Senate, he's been a vice president for years. Not one time did he ever do that. This person here helped to uh, you know, uh, uh, reform the prison system. Has anyone did that? No, they didn't do that. So it's not what someone says, it's the deeds that they do.
0: Yeah. I right. Now, I got one more question for you. The national football Leaves on a bad track. You know that. The peer pressure now to kneel uh, on every team, and you saw what happened to Drew Brees, um, is going to alienate many, many fans. So the fans are going to be angry with the league. I don't think they're even going to play the national anthem when the players are on the field. They'll probably do it when they're in the locker room. But you know there's going to be you know, signals and this, that, and the other thing. This is going to be a rough season for the National Football League. Do you agree? I totally disagree.
2: And let me tell you, I disagree with Drew Brees. I disagree with Drew Brees because when I first heard his statement, I didn't thought, I didn't think he said anything wrong because he said, you know, I'm standing because of my father. my I think he said my father, my grandfather, fought in a war. And that was his family. And he and I said, but... He's not being insensitive to the African-American players. What he needs to do is talk to them, understand what's going on with them, and say, you know, I understand what's happening, and I'm going to support you as well. But, you know, I still want to stand for the flag. I think for the commissioner to now say, oh, you know, I may have made a mistake. You know, that's no, you didn't make a mistake. What you're doing now is caving into the pressure.
0: Well, that's what I mean. <laughs> I think there's going to be trouble in the yeah. NFL uh, this, this fall, with the, and even in the teams. The teams are going to be divided in a locker room about certain things. And it's not going to be good. Listen, well, Herschel, we really appreciate it. We're going to have you back. I hope you'll come back. Uh, oh, I, I, think you're, I think you're a very gutsy guy to, to put out that tweet and take the heat. Uh, but you're a patriot. I've always known that. I've always – I don't know you, but I've watched you from afar. You've always been a patriot, and I really appreciate you coming on today.
2: No, I, I thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. Okay,
0: Hi, right, let's get a little mail going on here. Lisa, concierge member. Thank you, Lisa. To make it clear, every time someone donates to Black Lives Matter, 71% of that donation goes to the three co-founders. Um, that's what we found out. 71% is used by the three ladies who uh, founded it, and some of that money goes to consultants and all that. Read my column. It's very instructive. Donna, I believe that Americans are not racist. Some are, Donna, come on. I mean, there are racists in every society. Some are. And they have to be confronted in some way. W.C., I just spent 30 years in elementary education in California. You're right, Bill. With your views on schools, they absolutely ignore the poorest performing students. Can't do that. You know, I can afford tutors for my kids, but the poor kids can't. We've got to redesign the public school system here absolutely have to do it. Sandy, psychological evaluation of police cadets is a great idea. Sadly, the Democratic Party will not do that. No, they're using it as a political, the police reform is a political issue. I don't think they want to solve the problem. I don't think they want to solve the race problem either. They want to keep it going so people get angry and vote out Trump. Tom Stichwa, Fayetteville, Georgia, just reported here in Atlanta... The traffic stops are down 90%. Surprised? No. Police are going to, you know, police have had it. And the revenue, they know the city needs The revenue. They're not going to write the tickets. It's happening everywhere. Donna Cook, Alcohol in California. This has been a, an amazing week of podcasts, Bill. You presented so much important information no one else is talking about. That's why we're here. Nobody else is going to tell you this stuff. You read my column on the Black Lives Matter organization, you're not getting that anywhere else. Donna Walton, Nacogdoches, Texas, new format is excellent. Thank you. I appreciate the additional time. The recent BLM segments have been so enlightening. Bob Wolf, The Villages, just mentioned The Villages. Just gave my youngest son in Illinois a subscription to BillOReilly.com for his birthday. Yes, that's what we have to do. Now get him the stickers. Stand up for your country. Again, go to our store, order the stickers. Let's get a million of them out on the streets, all right? Word of the day when writing to us, not be at troglodyte. Final thought in a moment. Right back. All right, here's the final thought of the day. Uh, You may remember that um, the movie Killing Jesus off my book was a little controversial because I hired a Muslim Lebanese guy to play Jesus. Roll it. God, speaking of me. yes cousin, until this day, while I'm a man of strong belief, I've worked a trade, a carpenter, nothing more. What is prophesied cannot be denied. The cup will be raised to your lips, Jesus. Baptize me. Okay, now I did that because Jesus was Semitic. His lineage, back to David, were all Middle Eastern people. And... So I hired a guy that looked like Jesus. Now, according to a Rasmussen poll, a third of black Americans believe that a white Jesus should be removed from churches. No, no, that's wrong. Jesus is universal. It doesn't matter what color he is. All right? He was a man. That's what killing Jesus is all about. You learn about the man. But there are no snapshots of him, no portraits of him. So however you imagine Jesus is fine. It doesn't matter. All right? It's what Jesus did in preaching Christianity, love your neighbor, to the whole world. We'll see you tomorrow.